You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. Gentlemen, happy Saturday. You're listening to an episode of Saturday Morning Coffee on the Gird Up Podcast. I am Charlie Ungemach. I hope you're enjoying a hot cup of coffee on a Saturday morning, relaxing and enjoying the day. Actually, I'm not relaxing right now. I'm um, As you're listening to this, on the, oh, well, if you listen to this the day it came out, um, it's going to come out on the day of the Men of His Word Conference. So as you listen to this, I'm probably driving up to uh, Oshkosh for the Men of His Word Conference. If you're going to be there today, um, make sure you come by the booth, say hi to us. I'll be there. Jay Fry will be there. A couple other guys from the podcast will be there. So come by, stop by, stay hi. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I'm actually going to be recording a, an interview while we're there. So good things going on. Um, we'll have some t-shirts there. You can, you can win. Uh, you've got all kinds of opportunities to, to interact with us, share some some good stories with us, share some some information with us, maybe tell us who you want to interview or get yourself an interview on the podcast, whatever it might be. I hope you stop by and say hi to us and, and share what we're doing here. Um, if you're not going to the Men of His Word Conference this weekend, I hope that you're enjoying your Saturday and having a good day. Um, if you haven't found us on social media, go follow us on social media. Make sure you're you're building up this kingdom of men, kingdom of believers, working hard to be the men that God created us to be. And if God so lays it on your heart to help support this podcast, we do have a Patreon account. All the information is at the end of the podcast on the outro. If you want to support this mission, if you want to support um, this community of believers, that's that's working toward reclaiming Christian manhood. Um, make sure you're donating then to the to the Patreon account. Uh, we would love to make this podcast be able to support itself. Um, but that's not why I'm on today. The way I'm, the reason I'm on today is I want to talk about hard work. Um, you guys know I love to read. The last book I read, well, so I, I read the whole uh, uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy a couple months ago. Well, over the last couple of months, and I loved it. Um, so I needed a little change of pace. So I went with Norman McLean's. Um, a river runs through it. Actually, I just finished it. Right now I'm reading a, a biography of John Wayne, which is also fascinating, but that's a different conversation. Although he enjoyed doing hard things too. But <laughs> I want to talk about A River Runs Through It. Now, yeah, A River Runs Through It is, is a collection of stories. If you haven't read it, go read it. It's a great one. If you've been on my Instagram over the last couple of weeks, you've noticed that I've been putting up quotes from this book. Uh, that's the book that they're coming from. There, there's some really great uh, lines in there, some really great great quotes. And it's a great storyline, and he does a great job of telling stories. And it's, it's a, just a really masculine book. It's well-written. Um, he actually wrote it while he was on Firewatch out in, I think, the Teton Mountains somewhere, which is also adds a wrinkle to the story, uh, makes it even cooler. But throughout the book, they're doing hard work. So at one point in the book, he's working for a park ranger, like way at the beginning of the park service. Um, at the time, the, the time that the book is set in, um, President Roosevelt was just establishing the national parks, and there were park rangers for the first time. Um, and so they're out there logging and managing the parks and all that, and he's doing hard work. And he talks about all the time how much he enjoyed doing the hard work and even talking about how much he missed it. At another point in the book, he's talking about working for a lumber camp, and he's, they're using a cross-cut saw and having that conversation about how two men work together and how sometimes they don't get along and, and they start butting heads and one guy just like gets them out of rhythm on the cross-cut saw. If you've ever used a cross-cut saw, you know how important that is. 
it's just a fascinating book and it's a great book. But I was having a hard time reading it because I was trying to read it during the string. We had like five snow days in a row. And so I was trying to read this book <laughs> during the snow days. I'm getting cabin fever like crazy. I can't go outside and do anything because I've got four-wheel drive and I still can't get anywhere. Like You can only shovel snow so many times. And uh, I was getting cabin fever like crazy because I wanted to get out. I wanted to do something physical just like Norman, Norman McLean is doing in the book. Um, and it made me chuckle a little bit. And it made me miss my days as a landscaper for sure. Uh, or working for my grandpa. You guys have talked about that. I've got to get my grandpa on this podcast, by the way. Uh, he, I know he, uh, grandpa, if you're listening, we got to get this on. Anyway, um, so I, I was thinking about hard work. And I was thinking about why hard work is important and why hard work is valuable. And, and it's really as simple as saying hard work is important because it's hard. The reason we do hard work is because it's hard. The reason we enjoy hard work is because it's hard. And that might sound like I'm a psychopath, but think about it this way. Um, when we go to the gym, if you, go, if you do the gym the right way, your workouts should be hard. It should be stinking hard work when you're in the gym. And the reason for that is that we need to be physically fit. And physical fitness means that you're physically prepared, you're physically fit to do more hard things. You're doing hard things on a daily basis so that when hard things come up in your life, you're able to deal with them. So if you're a, if you're into strength training, the whole idea is someday when you have to lift a stone or you have to lift a car off somebody or you get in a fight or whatever it might be, you have the physical strength and the physical capability to do some incredible things. If you think about um, the ancient Scots when they were lifting stones all over Scotland, like if you um, if you don't know anything about it, go on Netflix and watch Strong Strong Land. I think it's what it's called on Netflix. It's sponsored by Rogue, the, the people that make all the best lifting equipment. Um, like the re- they, their test of manhood was lifting these giant stones. If you're strong enough to do this, you're strong enough to be a man. You're strong enough to be a warrior. Um, think about CrossFit. Like I'm not super into CrossFit. I think uh, most CrossFit training is a little bit weird. Jay Fry would disagree with me there. Um, but if you think about the the concept behind CrossFit, is that you're training yourself to be fit for absolutely anything. So whether you need to ride a mountain bike or go for a run or whether you're just working outside or whatever it is, you're fit for everything. It doesn't matter what it is, you're fit for it. Um, it makes hard things easier. Okay, and, and that's only on the physical side. That's not even on a mental side. What about education? Right? Education is not easy either, and especially if you're getting a good education or even if you're just educating yourself whether you're reading books or listening to podcasts or studying up online, it doesn't have to be a formal education, but we should be continually teaching ourselves and learning more so that we can make better decisions. So when we have to make tough decisions, um, those tough decisions are way easier. What we're really doing when we're studying like that is we're taking tough, complex situations and simplifying them. Like you're, you're boiling them down so you can make a better decision. Um, when you really think about it, you're leaning on the collective wisdom of thousands, millions of men over thousands and thousands of years who have been writing down their experiences and sharing them with other people. You can go all the way back to the Greeks. I mean, think about the writings of Marcus Aurelius. If you've ever read Marcus Aurelius's Meditations, man, that guy was crazy wise. And now you think about the men since then who have built on it and become even wiser. It, it, we live in an incredible time where we can be doing some incredible things and making some incredible decisions, um, but you can't do that if you're not learning from the men who went before us. Um, men also like to have those hard conversations. Real men 
Maybe you don't like having those hard conversations, but you're willing to have those hard conversations uh, that nobody really likes to have because you know it's going to make your relationship stronger. Whether you're talking to a wife or girlfriend and just saying like, hey, sweetheart, I know something's wrong and we need to talk this through. Or, hey, I noticed something's off right now in our relationship. Or, we haven't really been talking lately. Uh, We need to have a conversation. Or even if it's pointing out something that isn't right. Like, hey, um, I noticed this is what's been happening over and over again and it's not right. Um, or even at, at work where you're going to the boss and saying, hey, I think we can do this better. Or, hey, um, this is not right. This is not ethically right. We need to make a change. Those conversations are really hard. Men don't shy away from those conversations, though, because they know they know that those conversations are going to make relationships better and to make things better in the long term. Next week on next Saturday's podcast, uh, the next Saturday's Saturday morning coffee, I'm going to talk about no more Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, so tune in for that. That's a different conversation, though. Um, we talk about discipline a lot on this podcast too. Discipline is also very, very difficult and hard. It's not an easy thing to do. But the reason we discipline ourselves and we order our lives is to provide peace and security and safety, both to ourselves and to the people under our care. Um, if the house is a mess, you're going to stub your toe, right? But if your life is a mess, it can be sometimes even life-threatening, but it's going to cause chaos and disorder in every phase of life. Um, so it's incredibly important that we order our lives and make sure things are squared away. Now, I know I paint this great grand ideal <laughs> and I know that we, 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 we really, we try to do this, right? Um, uh, we try to have those hard conversations. We try to discipline ourselves in the gym. We try and keep the house clean. We try and do our dishes every day. You know, we try and, and keep off the phone, um, and, and limit our time on the internet. Um, we try not to be a couch potato. We try to work hard in the gym. And we're not perfect at it. I understand that. I'm just like you. I'm a mortal man. If you spent the day with me, um, you'd understand that I, I'm, I'm just like you. Um, we're not always successful and we're not always right. We don't always win. Um, we fail. But that is, that's, exactly, that's exactly the thing. If you don't do hard things, you're not going to fail. And failure is oftentimes actually exactly what we need, and it's a propellant that's going to move us forward. I, I love to think of the Teddy Roosevelt quote. You've heard this. It's called the men in the arena speech. You've heard this a million times before, uh, but I want to read it to you right now because it's just it'll put some hair on your chest. You ready for it? <laughs> Here we go. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end that triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. I love it. I love it. And he's absolutely right. It's not the person criticizing that counts. If you're afraid of failing, you're never going to move forward. I like to think of David Goggins. So David Goggins uh, has been growing a ton of popularity. He just had a new book come out. He's been on all kinds of podcasts. His book is called You Can't Hurt Me. And I haven't read it yet, but I plan on reading it. Um, where he he just go he literally exposes everything just lays it out there and says here here's all my demons um and here's how I overcame them and here's 
you know, why I'm as successful as I am. And he actually talks about how, um, like he does these crazy ultra marathons and all that kind of stuff where he runs like hundreds of miles at a time. Um, at one point he did 800 mile runs, eight weekends in a row. So like eight consecutive weekends, he did a hundred mile run, which is just insane. Like, why would you do that? And, And he talks about the idea that it's breaking down his body and sooner or later his body's just going to fail. Like he knows it's not going to be good for him in the long run. He knows his body's all messed up because of this crazy stuff that he does. But he says mentally, like he he wouldn't be living the same quality of life. He wouldn't be as squared away. He wouldn't be the man that he is if he wasn't doing these crazy hard things all the time. And so he keeps doing them. Um, But David Goggins, in one of the interviews, he was talking about, I don't know if it's in a book or not, I haven't read the book, but he was talking in one of these interviews about a vision that he had had, or or at least he was thinking about a vision that he might have had, but I'm going to go with the vision. Um, He has this vision that he dies, and he goes to heaven, he gets to heaven, and he's standing at the gate of heaven, and St. Peter um, looks at him and says, oh, okay, David Goggins, yeah, he pulls out this scroll, and he's got this long list on the scroll, and he says, all right, David Goggins. Run, he's uh, you run ultra marathons and you, you're a Navy SEAL. Oh, wow, look at that. You ran eight 100 mile races in eight weeks. That's pretty impressive. Oh, you wrote a book, you wrote multiple uh, New York Times bestsellers. Look at that. And he says, I can't imagine myself looking at St. Peter and saying, I didn't do any of that. That's not me. And he said, At one point in my life, I was just, I was massively overweight. I was unmotivated. I was a failure at just about everything I had done. And I hadn't done any of these great things yet. And God had this laid out for my life. And so I can't imagine myself looking at St. Peter and saying, that's not me. And he said, can you imagine that feeling of St. Peter looking at you and saying, yeah, but this is what I wanted you to do. This is what I had laid out for you and planned for you. Um, so this is the idea that you're not doing what God prepared for you. Instead of doing the great things God had prepared for you, you're doing something else. Um, and, and that's not a perfect analogy. It's not a perfect vision. I don't, I'm not claiming that that's what's going to happen in heaven someday, that God's going to pull out this list and say, here's the things that I had planned for you to do. But God does make it clear that he has a plan for you to prosper you and not to harm you. He also says, I have prepared in advance good works for you to do. Um, and, and I think it's really helpful. It's really helpful for me, at least, to to think about that that David Goggins vision, and say, what are the great things that the Lord does have planned for me, and how am I going to get to that point where I'm doing those great things? Because just like the rest of us, just like you, um, I struggle to do the great things in my own life, the little things that lead to greatness. Um, and it really, it really weighs on my heart, this idea of the good things that I'm supposed to be doing, the good things that God has laid out in front of me. Um, and it's a call to action is really what it is. It's a call to action. Like, think about it. What great things do you have in store for your life? Uh, I think about the year and a half before I started this podcast. I was lost. And part of the reason I was lost, it was probably two or three years before I started this podcast, I was absolutely lost because I had written the map of my life that I wanted. I could have told you exactly the life path I was going to take. And I had told God, um, I had told God what he was going to do in my life. And he had a different plan. He had a different story written for me. And I was butting my head against the wall. I've said in other podcasts um, and, and at other times that I felt like I had a broken nose for about three years because I just kept running into doors that God was slamming shut. And I would run into the door and break my nose over and over and over and over again. Um, but when I finally stepped back and said, all right, Lord, 
what do you want me to do? Um, he opened some pretty incredible doors, and now I'm able to do some pretty incredible things. And this is one of those incredible things. Um, but it still bothers me, you know, um, that that I do things that hold me back. I do th- like I shoot myself in the foot, um, and I and I really want you to. I want you to self-examine is what I'm trying to say. I want you to, to look at your own life and look at yourself and think about the great things that God has prepared for you to do and, and what's standing in the way of that. What's keeping you from going out and doing something incredible? Those big dreams that you have, go chase those stinking big dreams. Go take steps in that direction and try and get there. I'm not saying to drop your career and go try and be a, a singer in, in, in Nashville. I'm not saying that. I'm saying... What's your kingdom impact going to be, and how are you going to get there? Um, what could you do if you weren't constantly scrolling through social media? Like, what great things could you do if you were not for hours and hours and hours every single day scrolling through social media? What could you do with that time? What could you do with that time? How could you spend your time better? What could you do? What could you be doing if you weren't on that basement computer looking at porn? What could you do if you weren't hiding in a corner? looking at porn for hours on end, or sitting in the bathroom masturbating for hours on end. What could you do with that time? What could you do with that energy? What could you do with the amount of, of, of spirit that God's going to pour into you um, if you choose to abstain, if you choose to live by his rules and his laws instead? What could you be doing if you weren't guzzling down ice cream and pizza by the ton? Right? How could you? What could you be doing if you were physically fit and physically healthy, and you were taking care of your body? What good things could you be doing in a community? What good things could you be doing in your family and in your life if you weren't abusing your body um, for the sake of food? What if you were working out? Right? What if you? What? It, what? What could you be doing if you weren't vegging out on the on the ta- on the, cha- ah, the couch watching Netflix all the time? Like if you weren't binge watching a different show every weekend, what could you be doing on Saturdays? How could you be making the world a better place on Saturdays? How could you be living out? How could you be a lighthouse on a Saturday morning? How could you be building the community of believers up on a Saturday morning? What could you be doing if you weren't watching Netflix? How about this one? What could you be doing if you weren't spending money on things that you didn't actually need? If you weren't buying clothes that you don't actually wear, buying booze that isn't actually bringing you closer to your Savior, um, doing things that you don't actually need to do, spending money on things you don't actually need. What could you be doing if you weren't wasting all your money? What could you be doing if you would budget and take care of your finances? That's a condemning one for me. I understand that. I know it. I have weaknesses. But I want you to think about what you're doing and how you're living. And I want you to, to, to think about that David Goggins idea. I'm not saying you're going to get to the gates of heaven and St. Peter's going to pull out a list of things you were supposed to do. The Lord understands and knows just how sinful we are. And that's why he sent his son to die for us. All this guilt has already been forgiven. However... When I get to the gates of heaven and I hear those words, well done, good and faithful, first of all, will I hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant? Will I have served the purpose he gave me? And second, if I know that faith without works is dead, what am I doing to help my faith grow? What am I doing to prove my faith? What am I doing to live out the grace and mercy and peace that God has given me? Think about it, gentlemen. Think about it. How can you be living out your purpose as a man of God. How can you be the man that God created you to be? I hope you have a great week, fellas. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're listening to the uh, things at the end here. Do the, what I do. What I asked you to do. All right. Listen. You're about to hear this goofy banjo music, and then we're going to talk about social media. We're going to talk about Patreon. Go get involved. I love you. Have a good week.
Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.